Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. Little politics, little current events, little business world. We pay attention to America first and foremost and always put it through the filter of our founding documents. That'll give us understanding. That will give us a way to, well, for lack of a better word, to weigh out what our government is doing in contrast, in juxtaposition to what our founders envisioned. But, of course, we're so much more sophisticated than our founders could have possibly been. Well, if you look at our founding documents, there's no limitations, in, especially when you look at the we, the people, the preamble. There's no limitations in there. It's all about potential. And that's what we're going to do here. I'm going to try and create, well, all of the potentials at looking at politics and current events, at bringing up extra pieces of the puzzle, at giving you a little more insight and analysis and perspective from all the homework that I do. And again, I'm just a common man. I have no letters behind my name, no titles in front of my name, but I have an unquenchable desire to want to know stuff. And I follow through by actually doing the homework. I think there's an old adage, seek and you shall find. And it doesn't matter on whatever the subject is. If you seek, you shall find. If you keep hunting for pieces of the puzzle and be patient instead of trying to stuff it into a philosophy that you want it to be, just let the pieces fall together by themselves. Well, on Friday, what did we do? We said there probably would be a lot of talk of the Hillary email. And sure enough, I have got a lot of sound we're going to play. And I'll make my two cents worth comments from the nickel seats on them. But most of the sound actually does, well, it's self-explanatory. It explains it in, well, common man language, language we can all understand. It'll give you a feel. My goal here by playing this sound is to point out the media bias. That's what I've been paying attention to. I always want to look at everything with both eyes open. All right, before we get to the sound, before we get to a lot of Hillary email, in fact, I've got three hours worth of a show today. I'm going to try and go as fast as possible to get done in an hour. But I wanted to go over a few things. I watched all the Sunday programs, and usually what I do is I strategically tape them VCR-wise or, uh, 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 you know, the way you the tape them now, DVR. Anyway... Martin O'Malley, he is running for president, announced under the Democratic ticket. He gets about 1% to 2%. He was on Face the Nation, and there wasn't really much to glean from Face the Nation, which there usually isn't, and John Dickerson has taken over for, uh, uh, what's his name? 
and <laughs> I, I'm not sure he's even getting better ratings than than the old host who's been there for uh, who was there forever. Uh, Martin O'Malley gets about one to two percent. He was on the Face of the Nation. I got a little advice from Mr. O'Malley. Know your stuff. I couldn't believe that they. Here he is for an interview, and he is constantly looking down at his notes for reference. If you don't know where you stand as you've announced and are now running for president, well, maybe you just don't have the gump to do it. He's Again, he is constantly looking down at his paperwork, and he doesn't even have an answer for the first question that is asked. Now, John Dickerson when we get through all that, gets to the panel. First question to the panel, because a lot of this has to do with Trump. And boy, were we on top of it here at the Tim Burns show? Get, I don't know if Trump's got some people listening to my show. <laughs> Patting myself on the back furiously there, huh? But the idea that it was time, everybody knows who Trump is. He, we know that the bombastic start that he got, telling it like it is, bringing up stuff, the the... Republican establishment won't touch. And we advised. We thought it was time for Trump to transition into being presidential. Well, we have a piece of tape here that talks about his transition. And it also supplies us with nice little stereotypes. Well, Dickerson, his first question to his panel was... Do you get a free hat when you ride on Trump's helicopter? Wow. That's the way to open the ball game for for perspective and analysis from the gurus in the political world. And again, I don't think CBS is getting any higher ratings with the new young kid. Well, good for you, John Dickerson, for taking over that. Now, I want to get to a couple of other items before we get to sound. Republican members of the House Committee have sent a letter to EPA Chief Gina McCarthy, who testified at a July 9th hearing. They called, they sent her a letter saying her testimony was false and misleading. They asked her about, quote, secret science that goes into justifying EPA regulations because they want to ensure the data is available to the American people. If we are talking about whatever the tax rate is on everything that gets done in this country, a 3% tax on the entire production of goods and services in this country, that's huge. That comes right from the bottom line. That will slow down our economy. And they're worried in Congress that they're not even getting good science that the EPA is, well, what the EPA is doing. And I'll tell you, uh, Gina McCarthy, (laughs) she, all you have to do is look at a picture of her. She should be in the dictionary when it talks about liberal elite. Her picture should be there. She looks like a liberal elite. So they were uh, maintaining that the EPA did not provide any scientific or legal justification for the figures that the House committee was, well, that they were trying to basically shove down our throats. Again, you cannot mandate economic evolution. You cannot mandate scientific accomplishment. You have to let 
that landscape of economic freedom and scientific freedom, let it be discovered, and then take what's been accomplished and implement it. Not putting out statistics, putting out goals and hopes and dreams, and saying this is what we want to do, and we're going to implement it in order to achieve that. How do you know it's going to achieve that? Your statement, uh, Lucas, who is a member of the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology, do they have any scientists, space, uh, spacists, or technologists on this panel of our representatives? I don't know. <laughs> so I guess they're both doing battle with each other. One is trying to force these new rules and regulations, and they have no clue. They are bureaucrats at the EPA. That's it, plain and simple. And for bureaucrats who have no scientific backing to be making decisions that will have a profound effect on this country, yes, we need somebody held accountable in this regard. Your statement that the information and data requested in Mr. Lucas's question was publicly available in the EPA docket was false and misleading, the committee wrote. Based on the memorandum, it is apparent that the figures outlined in the EPA's final rule were completely arbitrary and not based on any science. Does that surprise any of us? Whether it's science, technology, or whatever the case, they're never basing it on sound information. It's all made up as they go along. Why? Because their goal is to implement any kind of policy that will do what? We'll give them control. We'll say to them, well, now that we have control, we are the experts, even though we have no experience underneath our belt regarding any scientific climate expertise. At this same hearing, this is really good. This is kind of the punchline. At the same hearing that McCarthy said, she did not know. Now, what is it all about? What have we heard all along the way regarding this? Carbon dioxide is a poison. Carbon needs to be done away with. Carbon emissions need to be taxed. But all because we need to eliminate CO2 from the atmosphere, a very natural ingredient that would not, if we did not have it, life would not exist. At this hearing, she actually did not know the percent. If there's one fact that she could know, should know, or at least perpetrate on any committee, to try and sound like she knows what she's talking about, considering everything is revolving around CO2, carbon dioxide, and all these things are going to implement as a result of the bad science, not understanding that carbon dioxide is a very natural ingredient. It is not a poison. And we talked about anything that has the word carbon in it, they've labeled a poison. Carbon is a building block of life. Carbon dioxide is what plants need to survive. And they, once they convert that carbon dioxide, they give us oxygen, which we need to breathe in. A beautiful cycle. She doesn't even know, even though this is the main ingredient. Now, carbon monoxide, that's a different thing. That's a poison. Nobody wants to 
breathe, go to their tailpipe of their car and start breathing that, they're not going to last long. So there is a way to go after carbon and splitting it from the poisons. If we can get all of the poisons, all the pollutants, all the toxins away from carbon monoxide, carbon whatever, well, carbon is exactly, carbon is the founding ingredient in topsoil. All right, so she did not know the percentage of CO2 in the atmosphere. Do you think that would be something? We all know that here. I've, I've given you those stats. And in fact, CO2 and water vapor represent less than 1% of everything that's in the atmosphere. We have hydrogen. We have oxygen. We have CO2 that represents less than one half of 1%. And water vapor that represents less than one half of 1%. And yet... We have to do something about CO2. So <laughs> I also grab providing false or this is the final statement from Congress to the EPA. Providing false or misleading testimony to Congress is a serious matter, the committee wrote. Witnesses who purposely give false or misleading testimony during a congressional hearing may be subject to criminal liability. Well, she doesn't know that she's giving false. She's just being fed from whoever the scient the scientists who have a political motive involved in this. <clears throat> what I wanted to do to finish that story is to read you how it was reported in one of the deadhead newses here, one of the local newses. This is the exact way they reported the story. Opponents, because... Here are the opponents, the Science Technology Commission for, well, representatives of this country who are saying, you got false science, why are you perpetrating this? Opponents, this is back to what the, the tagline, what they were doing in the deadhead media, local level. And again, these people at the local level, they don't know what they're reading here. This is, uh, this is part of how the media, by, how the deadhead and their power works. They have thousands and thousands of different local news. The th top three networks, they get something, uh-oh, we need to blanket statement this across the country. All right, send down this fax. Get this over to every local deadhead media, every on our network, and have them read this word for word. You think the people who were reading this at the news understood any of this? No, but it didn't matter. Because this was the talking point that needed to go out. Because there are tens of millions of people who will hear it in the background. And they'll just assume it. This is how it was reported. Opponents of the agency are using the spill. This is regarding the spill out in uh, Durango in the Animas River. From well, Obviously, it was the EPA's fault. There's going to be lawsuits. And here we have what the networks need you to understand about this, that the idea of suing the EPA, the idea of appealing back the power that they have when they don't have any understanding of what they're implementing on the American landscape. Opponents of the agency are using the spill as a way to 
chip away at the EPA's credibility and undercut President Obama's new greenhouse gas emission regulations. So this is all about the perfect opportunity with this EPA spill from this toxic water that got into the river. And it is a problem. But this is the perfect excuse to do what? To question whether the EPA knows what they're doing? No. It's a nice way to make sure you think about this is just opponents trying to do away with the EPA. And besides, Obama's new greenhouse gas emission regulations talk about a lack of science in that regard. All right, so we've got that covered. We talked about oil, and I scratched my head wondering why oil prices, which have gone down 33% from, I looked at the chart, two months, they've gone from 60, it was down again today, down below $42 a barrel, really healthy for the consumer. And yet, I've watched it for a long time, they always trade in tandem. Yes, the price of gasoline, if oil goes down, it's a couple, two or three weeks, and the price of gasoline will usually fall in the same percentage. But it's going the wrong way. One's going up while the price of oil is going down. I speculated, and I have no idea, but we got an answer. I speculated that it was, they're not making money on oil, so now they're going to make money on gas and try and keep their revenues at the pace that they're going. Well, we'll get to exactly why there's this rate, and you won't believe some of the price hikes out there across cities in this country. All right, we'll be right back on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40 half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. Remember Hank's story about the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time? Yeah, you were right. JT Jewelry does have some really cool stuff. So I did what Hank did. Got Amy two pieces of jewelry, and she loved them. And that special touch of going together to the jewelry store to get her pendant just the way she wanted it worked like a charm. Next time you see Hank, tell him thanks. I will, but let me tell you another story. I saw Bill, and he looked like a truck had run him over. I asked him what was wrong, and he said he went to a bunch of other jewelry stores looking to get a gift for Jean. And they had all the same stuff, and it was nothing but bling by all the same designers. He stepped up to the pump, spent a pretty good penny, and gave it to her, and she loved it. So he was a hero. Yep, but only until they went to a wedding reception a few days later. As people were introducing themselves, a lady came up, and they both noticed they were wearing the exact same pendant. Youch! Yep, he's been in the doghouse ever since. I'm gonna guess you told him about jt-jewelry.com. Yes, I did.
All right, welcome back here to the Tim Burns Show. Let's get to the gas prices. Why there is, well, it's not a pattern that is usual here. Gas prices are going up, while oil prices have come down in two months, 33%. Why gas prices are rising as oil falls to six-year lows? Motorists in some parts of the country have seen a significant rise in prices at the gas pump this week. Drivers can thank refinery. Here's the answer refinery troubles to that puzzling move some places 250 up six cents chicago has seen the biggest regional rise prices rising more than 60 cents from last week's average of three dollars and 37 cents prices rose above five gallon five dollars a gallon in california earlier this week Much of the blame has been put on an outage at a refinery in Whiting, Indiana. The problems problems there have contributed to a backup of Canadian crude, which at one point this week traded at around half. They were trying to give away the oil and didn't have the infrastructure to get it out. Are you kidding me that the price of gas is going up across this country because one refinery is having a problem can we add one plus one equals two here what does that mean we need we need energy infrastructure in this company so that would never happen but we'll never get that if we did this on we the people land 70 percent of this country is we the people land but it's an us versus them they think in washington dc they own this land None of the production out of all of the energy being produced in this country, none of it comes from federal land. It's actually down. It's all come from private land and state land. There is such an opportunity if we had some people in Washington who had any kind of vision at all. I even saw in New Jersey, it was $2.06 a gallon. And what did we do? Again, I told you a week ago, I noticed the price at 265 where I fill up. By Friday when I filled up, it was 281. It had gone up 16 cents. The price of oil had dropped at least 5%, maybe even 10% in that time period. And all because one refinery in this country, again, we haven't built any infrastructure, any energy infrastructure in 40 years. I heard somebody say it's 20 years since we've built a refinery. Was that actually a a completely new refinery 20 years ago? I don't think so. I think that was adding more carburetors on a Model T. And they're doing all they can to try and be as efficient as possible. Just think if we had the game plan to build from the ground up this 22nd century technology that we know we can build. We know there are great energy efficient energy clean ideas out there they'll never get the time of the day especially from this administration because what they're too busy trying to figure out try to fool the american people on how they can implement whatever tax two three four percent tax on every bit of production in this country while ignoring what needs to be done let release the hounds let america get back to what made this country Great in the first place. I got what you want. You got what I want. Let's trade. 
where we can be all we can be, where somebody can take the idea in between their ears and not run into a gigantic brick wall of rules and regulations that makes that idea impossible. Somebody may have an idea. They may have a plan. They can't execute the plan, which means they can't accomplish the original idea. Why? Because there's quicksand, there's roadblocks, there's fees and licenses. And who wants to go through that? On top of that, if the idea holder doesn't have the capital, the wherewithal to invest in his own idea, he's got to go out there and find those investors. Well, if those investors don't want to go through this nightmare, well, what what you've done is the same thing that we see with our education system. When you go nowhere fast, you drop like a rock. First in math and science, 25th in dropping like a rock. Now, thank goodness on private lands and this whole innovation of fracking that's taken place from a natural gas point of view. We've had natural gas. Once these things really started to be discovered and the production was brought up, we went from 10 bucks a unit to between 250 and $3 a unit. That's healthy savings. All right, so we've got uh, uh, much of the blame. Prices are above. Much of the blame on that outage in Whiting, Indiana. Gasoline in metropolitan areas in the summertime must be a reformulated blend. Do you think we've got some people out there who can probably, if they just get a laboratory to work in, can probably develop not reformulated, not blending it with what? Corn fuel? You know, that's the one thing, is that if there's one mandate we should do, it's never turn food into fuel, period. Food is food. There's plenty of natural resources that are only for fuel, not food. All right, so we've got uh, first time in several years the uh, the U.S. is witnessing a summer driving season. Yeah, that's good. All right, so we've got those two. We're going to get to, what do we got, Dr. J, on the clock here? Clock. Well, we're going through lots of warnings here. In fact, you may not even hear my voice. But we've got a really, if you're outside of the Denver metro area, we've got a real nasty-looking sky that's out there. And it uh, started to rain a little bit. We're getting uh, warnings. And I don't know if I heard any sirens out the window like we did last week, but it looks like it's really going to unload on us. All right, so what we're going to do here is, I don't know if we should start this. We're about, uh, let's set this up. Want to break it off? Okay. Let's go. We're going to go to break, and we'll get right to George Will. And I remember, I gave you that story about Pat Buchanan talking about George Will, Mr. Conservative in the television world. Uh-uh. We'll get to George Will. Stick around, everyone.
I'm Christina Schuler. I got a question for you. Have you figured out who you really are? God's Word helps me understand who I am, inside and out, and helps me deal with real life issues. It'll help you discover what it means to be uniquely you, the way God designed you, so you don't have to be anything but real. To find out more, check out the Bible. Visit MyFaithInLife.com. Produced in partnership with the Bible League. Magellan? No. Well, who knows what Magellan did? Sometimes a child who doesn't seem interested in class is really a child with a speech, language, or hearing problem that could be corrected. Jamie, are you with us? Make sure your child has the speech, language, and hearing abilities to keep up in class. For more information, visit asha.org. That's A-S-H-A dot org. A public service message from the American Speech Language Hearing Association and this station. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. I want to tell you about some really good people. What started as one phone call from northern New Mexico in 2007 has turned into rescuing 500 and giving good homes to 500 animals a year. You know, they need your help. They need your donations. They do it all out of the goodness of their heart, out of their own pockets. I encourage you to give them a generous donation if you give to dog rescue operations. Go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com and give generously. got some George Will tape we're going to get to. And remember last week I read you part of the article from Pat Buchanan where there's an inference by George Will and by the panel that's discussing things that this reminds us of right-wing European parties. Well, guess what that inference is too. And this was being labeled on anybody who is following and agreeing and perhaps a Trump supporter, you and us, those of us who just want to see what happens, just want to see what unfolds, before we get a chance to see it unfold, they want to make sure you understand that you are almost comparable to a right-wing European party. Huh? What does that mean? Is that a reference to Nazi? Well, George Will didn't stop. He had to make sure that you understand where you, who you are. He is defining who we are out there. A nice stereotype being put on us. What is going on here? What's going on is that those deemed least qualified to be president are most qualified to do what the voters want done today. Now, he's obviously bashing Trump in this regard. He is flummoxed Trump hasn't disappeared and he is going to make sure he goes to all out war to, to, to shame all of us into thinking if you support Trump, you should be ashamed of yourself. 60 days before the first votes are cast in Iowa, which is send a message. That was George Wallace's engaging theme in 1968. He said, okay, so we get compared to a right wing European party and anybody remember who George Wallace is? That's right. That's the Alabama governor who ran for president. Hmm, I wonder if George Wallace might have had 
some racist tendencies. Why George Will would bring this up? Well, he wants to make sure. Send to shame you. To shame all of us. Wanted it to be. So that's what they're doing. This is a, a, a version of the 1960s fad called primal scream therapy. You're supposed to shout and get rid of all your repressed pain from childhood. This is, of course, particularly so for Mr. Trump. And what makes him fragile as a candidate is, first of all, he's a one-trick pony. He consists of saying, I'm rich. Everyone who disagrees with me is stupid, and all our problems are simple. If you'll- hmm. You know, they demanded Trump be have more detail. Anybody see the release of his immigration plan on the Trump, uh, the Trump website? I believe that is the most detailed immigration plan that has ever been presented up until this point. And yet, of course, this is before this. I think this came from Friday. Or no, this is Fox. This is Sunday. He's. He's ignoring the fact that Trump is being more detailed. He's ignoring the fact that Trump has actually toned it down slightly, is looking to be more, and we'll get to some Jeff Green, we'll get to a panel tape regarding, hmm, we're seeing a new guy in Trump here. Put me in charge. Second, people haven't yet reminded themselves of the peculiar intimacy we live with our presidents now. They're in our living room every night. They're constantly in the national consciousness. And third, since we are at the end of this going to send a president, people have to say, do we really want to give nuclear weapons to Donald Trump? At which point I think things change. I take it you think that's a rhetorical question. Yes. Wow, aren't you a smart guy. So we've got George Will one time telling us without calling us that name, you're both, potentially, if you support Trump, you're both a European Nazi and a Southern racist by those two references, too. Well, you got it. George Wallace and the European right-wing party. So, good for him. Now, let's get immediately to this. This is Ben Carson. This will point out, some, this was really good on uh, uh, this week. It's Martha Radich and... I tell you, Ben Carson, the more he gets to talk, the more impressive he, the more thoughtful he is. But you've got to, you've got to listen to some of the responses that he just simply will not fall for being trapped in some sort of journalist motive to paint stereotypes. Experiences, Uh, my life experiences have included a lot of very, very complex situations that people have been trying to solve for a long time that we were able to solve. And it wasn't necessarily because I was the smartest person that ever existed. It was because of being able to use the talent pool that existed around me. What a statement that is. This is the kind of president Ben Carson will be. Do you think he's going to be like Obama or like Clinton? I'm the smartest guy in the room, and I will make every decision. No, he's going to be like Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan knew his limitations, and what did he do? He surrounded himself with the best of the best who were experts in what they were experts in. That's how leaders are great. They surround themselves with teams, and that's exactly what, in his profession, that's what he's relied on, and he's going to take the next step in his new potential political I think that's a very important factor. 
uh, and, and everybody's different. And, you know, the nice thing about this process that we have is people will have an opportunity to see what really works for them. I, I think he would probably say he solves some complex problems as well, but certainly not. You know, I never could figure out who she was talking about there because the tape didn't go before that. But I'm going to assume that she's talking about Obama solving complex problems. Are you kidding me, Martha? But she had to get that in, didn't she? She had to try and argue with Ben Carson instead. This is a Ben Carson interview, Martha. Why don't you look, instead of trying to put those stereotypes on and those labels on and put your innuendos and make sure a context of your political motives are in the conversation, just interview the guy for what he needs to say. Ask the questions and be quiet and listen. No, it's almost like she had a talking point ready to go with that. And there's some more stuff. Surgery. Let me ask you about a tweet from Donald Trump last November. Okay. He wrote, sadly, because President Obama has done such a poor job as president, you won't see another black president for generations. Your reaction to that? Well, I've, I've heard a lot of people say things like that. And, and that would tend to indicate that for them, the color of one's skin was more important than the content of one's character. And I, don't, I just don't believe that that's true. And, you know, as I travel around the country, uh, north, south, east, west, red states, blue states, humongous crowds, very enthusiastic, I don't get any indication that color means that much to them. I think it's way overblown. Okay, you made some very controversial... And he's right, actually. You know, I was down in the south doing some mini-tour golfing in the late 90s. And maybe it's because the two races have been around each other for so long. I saw more cordiality between black and white down there than I ever have seen anywhere else in my travels. And I've been almost 50 different states. Comments this week about Planned Parenthood saying one of the reasons that you find most of their clinics in. See, now she thinks she's going to get Ben Carson trapped here. And he's just, I tell you. Perhaps Donald Trump in his tweet is wrong. Perhaps we could have back-to-back -back black presidents. Black neighborhoods is so that you, so they can find a way to control the population. Do you really believe that Planned Parenthood is targeting African-American communities? you got to listen carefully. This, this is really good. To control the population? Well, again, you have to go back to the beginnings of Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, who was a great believer in eugenics believe that certain people were like eugenics being uh breeding human beings sterilizing other human beings and to create a better race weeds that needed to be but, controlled but we're, we're talking we're talking today and planned parenthood needed to be but, controlled but we're, we're talking we're talking today and planned parenthood estimates that fewer than five percent of its health centers now she interrupted him because she she thought she had him trapped yeah, right. You're going to trap Ben Carson? The guy does more homework than you've ever done in your life, Martha. ...are located in areas where more than... And when he is running for president, he really does homework. He obviously, based upon some of the military, uh, uh, military responses he's had, because they tried to trap him in that area, too. And you can tell he's sat down with people. He's doing his own homework. He's surrounding himself with what he envisions as far as... I need an expert here. I'm going to rely on this guy. Does that mean he's just going to say, thanks for your info. I'm moving on. I'll make the decision myself. No. This is what, again, this is what, 
Two, two heads are better than one. Five heads are better than two. One third of the population is African American. Uh, I believe we could find some data. Let me, let me get that back. One third of the population is African American. Fewer than 5% of its health centers are located in areas where more than one-third of the population is African-American. Uh, I believe we could find some data quite contrary to that. I've seen some of their maps. Do um, You notice he really didn't want to crack up there. But he has seen some of their maps, and those maps are a joke. They're just like the science that Gina McCarthy is trying to pawn on the American people regarding the EPA. It's amazing that Martha Radich... You know, I've looked at those too, Ben, and I think you're right in that regard. No, of course not. She has to make sure the talking point gets the precedence and hopefully talking to Ben Carson that he gets one-upped on this. He's totally prepared. But you that, just don't believe that data. You believe this is happening well, here, today. Here's what's important. Margaret Sanger believed that certain people, including blacks, uh, were inferior and that the way you strengthen the society is you get rid of them. I'm, I'm confused about your stance on okay. abortion. Do you believe there should be an... Well, you should be confused about you trying to trap him, moving right... Look, he answered it, and she had to move right on. She did, I'll bet she did have a follow-up, but once that answer came out, once she was educated from Dr. Ben Carson about the history of Planned Parenthood and the leader... And what that leader of Planned Parenthood believed in. She realized she never should have gone there in the first place. Let's move on as quickly as possible. Exception for incest and rape. I believe that once conception has uh, been achieved, that it is a human life. And I've spent my entire you career trying... You believe life trying... be begins at conception? I believe, yes, I do believe that. And I think you said the other day that... It... You got to listen to this. Was when the heartbeat started. Uh, no, uh, what I believe is life starts at conception. I said there are a lot of people who think that that it's at the heartbeat, and I think most people can come to the conclusion that once you have a heartbeat, that you clearly have a living organism. So. Did you see what she, she wasn't even informed about, she took some soundbite that she heard in the coffee room that, oh, Ben Carson said this. No, Ben Carson was referring to somebody else who said that life only begins when the heartbeat is noticeable. I tell you, we've, we need a new crew of journalistic students. We need these students to actually put at the foundation, not the last generation of reporters, but our founding documents as a starting point, actually trying to get back to that, that free press where it's all about educating we the people. It is the adult education system. No exceptions to rape and incest. Uh, what I have uh, said is that, you know, I have spent my life trying to save life, not trying to destroy it. Okay. You, I, I want to move quickly to foreign policy. You also made some comments about the fight against ISIS this week, saying you would use every resource we have available to us to take the land from them, take the oil from them. How do you do that? Do you send in 200,000 ground troops? Look at this. An either or. That's how you do it? You send in 200,000? I tell you, this... <laughs> God, he is, he's so good at deciphering 
Coalitions and enthusiasm generally tends to follow success. Yes, it does. If you don't provide leadership, you're never going to get the people over there to join you, which is what we've been thinking, that somehow they're going to form the coalition, they're going to provide all the ground troops. We may have to initially do some things ourselves, uh, but I believe that we will have... What kind of things? Ground troops or no ground troops? Gr US ground, ground troops, troops may troops? well be necessary. See? She is trying to get some sort of definitive. He's not even in the White House yet. He hasn't even talked with all of the military advisors. He hasn't weighed out the entire landscape. But she wants to get a definitive answer. Why? So the media can, the deadheads can run with this and put a stereotype on him that, quote, Ben Carson wants 200,000 troops in there. Is he radical or what? We can't have him. for. This is exactly how, that's why I wanted to play this tape. Because it so defines how the deadhead media process works, how they create the bias. 100,000? 10,000? Well, you know, I don't pretend to be able to know the number without a lot of information. And that's one of the reasons that we have uh, generals and people who really uh, are able to figure out what needs to be done. Okay, thanks very much, Dr. Carson, for joining us. Have fun here today. Huh? Is the guy sharp or what? Now, <laughs> shall we get to Hillary? What else do we got here? Uh, we got meet the press. We got, and obviously, everyone, we are not going to get to uh, everything we need to get to from sound. So I will save some of these. But we do have a new, remember I talked to on Friday about if you take two Top secret emails out of 40 and extrapolate it across the total amount of emails. This one guy figured about 1,700 top secret or and or classified emails might be out there. Well, as soon as we got done with the program, there was a headline. Six classified emails grow to 60. It happened sooner than even the doomsdayers predicted. The era of artificial intelligence. I was always going to talk about artificial intelligence, wasn't I? And we will at some point. But this is, I really like the way this guy, as we head into break here, it happened sooner than even the doomsdayers predicted. The era of artificial intelligence is here. A computer has become self-aware, a moral agent responsible for its own actions. This breakthrough didn't happen in Silicon Valley or at MIT. It happened of all places in Chappaqua, New York. And the person responsible isn't even a computer scientist, but a lawyer and a politician. Hillary Clinton, the first iteration of Hillary Clinton's defense was that evil Republicans were smearing her. All right, we'll come right back, get to one piece, a couple of pieces of sound. Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle, you know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal. 303-901-9090. 
Hey John, what's up? Hey Dave, I'm gonna get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank, and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something. And funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist, but the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good? Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. <laughs> What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, let's get right to this. Uh, see if I can get through these two tapes here. Um, but here is the online uh, is the uh, progression of why this. It's never Hillary's fault. It was first evil Republicans just smearing her. Then, of course, it was a witch hunt by that famously right-wing organ called the New York Times and two independent inspectors general, State Department, and the intelligence community. And now that the FBI and the Justice Department, both run by Obama appointees, are on the case, attacking the motives of inconvenient people no longer works. So what's the strategy now? Blame an inanimate object. It's the server's fault. The amazing thing is, is this spin isn't coming directly from campaign, but from the reporters. People are covering for Hillary here. National Public Radio's Tamara Keith isn't targeted directly at Clinton and is simply intended to determine whether the server was secure. Business Insider, Clinton's private Server is under investigation by the FBI, though Clinton is not a target of the investigation. McClatchy, writer, who helped break the story, felt compelled to step on her own scoop. On Morning Joe, she said, quote, there are several investigations into her conduct, not into her, but into her personal email and a but into her use of a personal email and a personal server. Go ahead and try parsing the difference between an investigation, the writer writes, into an, an investigation into her conduct and an investigation into her. But we all know that they're going to do all they can. So here is Trey Gowdy. He is the Benghazi Committee chair. The, I don't Select committee, is it? Anyway, Congressman Trey Gowdy is the chairman of the select committee investigating the attack on the consulate in Benghazi. He joins us now. Chairman Gowdy, give us your reaction to Hillary Clinton turning over her email server. Uh, it's about time. Uh, we asked her to do that in March to an independent, neutral, detached third party, either a retired federal. You know, that reminds me that everybody keeps framing it in the, well, Hillary turned it over. If she hadn't turned it over now, they would have come and taken it. In fact, some I heard somebody make comment that the FBI actually said, give it to us or we're coming in. Do you want that image, Hillary? Judge or the inspector general, and she assured us that would never happen. But uh, it should have happened in March for two reasons. One is the classified information uh, perspective or, or, or issue, and the second uh, reason to do it is to ensure that the, the public record is complete. 
From, from what you have heard, do you believe Hillary Clinton broke the law? Well, I would have no idea. That was my former job, and I, I wasn't very good at it then, and I'm not going to engage in it now. I, I know this. It was... Boy, for a youngster, this guy is really sharp and tactful, and he's just got his head and his wits about him. He's not going to give her an answer. And he said he wasn't very good at being a prosecutor. Well, he certainly is good with that prosecutor experience that he has in order to wade himself through what the deadhead's trying to come up with, sound bites, so they can trap him, make him look like he is the one who's, well, he's on a witch hunt, isn't he? A very unusual email arrangement she had with herself. Uh, most of the explanations she's given for why she uh, did it have been uh, proven to be demonstrably false. Um, and uh, her decision to handle her email in this way um, has delayed our ability to do our job with respect to Benghazi. And it remains to be seen whether or not she's placed uh, national security information at risk. Mr. Chairman, Secretary Clinton signed a statement over the weekend declaring under penalty of perjury that she has turned over to the government all of the emails that were federal records. Oh, what are you trying to say, Martha, that it's time for Trey Gowdy just to fold up his pop tent and walk away because there's no there there? Oh, because Hillary put her signature on a document certifying under penalty of perjury, no person, if they knew they were wrong, would actually put themselves at risk for penalties of perjury? Well, I read that statement, um, and, and if you read that statement, you'll know why people uh, hate lawyers as much as they do. Um, I don't read the statement that way, and I can't read the statement that way because I know that to be false. Remember those 15 emails that Sidney Blumenthal gave our committee that she did not turn over to the State Department? All 15 of those related to her public records. So we know for a fact that she did not turn over all records and all documents to the State Department. So how she can represent that to a federal judge under oath is something I suspect at some point that judge will ask her. Oh, Martha, you just opened up a can of worms for Hillary there, thinking you were going to trap Trey Gowdy and... I don't think Martha had any clue this kind of answer was going to come from him. Good for you, Trey. And, and you obviously think she's lying. Well, I don't use the word lie. I just tell you it's false. Uh, whether or not she knew it was false at the time she said it, you're going to have to ask her. I can just tell you that we found... Oh, do you think Martha Radich would ever ask Hillary Clinton that? <laughs> Fifteen documents that should have been produced to the State Department that she did not produce to the State Department. But that's just one of the five explanations she's given with respect to her email arrangement that has also proven to be false. So whether she's just terribly mistaken a lot or whether there's an intent to deceive, I'm not smart enough to be able to answer that question. I can just tell you this, she's wrong. Thanks. You know, he really is. He does have his prosecuting skills that makes sure he doesn't get trapped, and he's presenting it from, hey, all the doors are open, all the options are open until it gets proven one way or the other. I'm not here to speculate, Martha, but that's exactly what Martha wanted him to do, was to create some get some statement out of it. Well, I think what we'll do is end this with former CIA operative, and he's on CNN all the time. 
CIA operative and CNN national security analyst Bob Baer, who is not known for being a political partisan. If this was on her servers, speaking in reference to Hillary, and it got into her smartphone, there's a big problem here. He said during an appearance on CNN International Saturday, noting that the sensitivity of the information reportedly found on Clinton's private server was likely more secret than what Edward Snowden pilfered. I wonder when they're going to start lambasting him, name-calling him. Shouldn't take long. I wonder when CNN's going to fire him. That's not the answer they probably wanted as stout Hillary supporters. Seriously, if I, this is Bear again, seriously, if I had sent a document like this over the open internet, I'd get fired the same day, escorted to the door and gone for good and probably charged with mishandling classified information. Why is that not even talked about regarding the deadhead media? Well, there's a good reason why. If you close your eyes and just ignore it, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. We need to get Hillary elected so we will make sure. And again, all of the talk about Trump not having any detail not having, as Jeff Greenfield said, any nuance, which he actually said, wow, Trump does have nuance. Trump doesn't have any detail. Ooh, here comes the biggest immigration plan we've seen. We haven't seen this from our Congress at all. So every time they try and trap Trump, boom, he fools them. All right, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll get to this tape tomorrow. And have a great day. Don't forget TimBurnShow.com and tell someone you know about the Tim Burns Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.